never started uh hey guys my name is jacob daniel and welcome to jake's review corner the only podcast where i am the host this is my review corner uh we are in my la penthouse in los angeles la baby i definitely don't live with my parents and work at a convenience store now in my life la penthouse in los angeles i have a full college degree which i'm using (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna put that down there. I'm gonna put that down there. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, welcome to the very first episode of Review Corner. I'm very excited to introduce my guest. Um, on the right, I have the one and only singing god of Reinhardt University. He's been in a lot of shows. I can't name him. I didn't go to him. Let's give it up for Chase Sumner. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! Wait, which one is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, my next guest was gonna be Lucas Freeman, but you can never, <laughs> but you can never count on him. So he'll be on a different episode. Let's give it up for Sean uh, Granero. Tore me. <laughs> Are you sure Granero sounds better? What? <laughs> Sean, I'm sorry, I forgot your last name. That's that's fine. Granero. I don't, I don't know who I am either, honestly. <laughs> Uh, these are my two friends. I met them both at Reinhardt University, the only university where um, I'm going to stop right now. Yeah, you can stop. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things you can say about it. They haven't let me walk yet. So. <laughs> oh, damn. I forgot. Man, that's tough. Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, good old COVID. But it's up there. It does. You got the degree. Um, in my studio, not my bedroom, my studio, I do have my college degree hanging Did, up there. Didn't See? even say bedroom. I just said it's up there. <laughs> In my L.A. studio. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um... Guys, introduce yourself. I'll start with Chase. Um, Chase Sumner. I go to Reinhardt University. Um, you know, we uh, <laughs> that's all I do. I go to Reinhardt. Chase, I'm, what's your favorite color? I'm majoring in unemployment. No, um, no one cares. That's not your, color. That's not your favorite color. color. Favorite color. Pink. Pink is my favorite color. Is it really? Yeah, pink's my he favorite color. He has to color. say that because he has a girlfriend. Uh, oh, yeah. Sean, what's your favorite um, <laughs> minimalist uh, adventure you could go on? <laughs> I think this right now, honestly. <laughs> Minimalist, minimalist adventure. <laughs> probably just back to Reinhardt, actually. That sounds pretty just accurate. Just a trip back. Yeah, yeah probably. Trip. We gotta That's leave. All you're doing. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, guys. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, we have a great show planned for you today. We are talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the 2010 action romance comedy adventure about a young douchebag that falls in love with a girl with seven evil ex-boyfriends. This Michael Sarah isn't a douchebag, Scott Pilgrim a little bit. But it's still one of my favorite movies, and I'm so excited to get talking about it. But here's the thing. we got to talk a little bit more to Chase and Sean, because they're actually wannabe actors. So let's start right there. Um, Chase, how long have you wanted to be an actor for? Um, I think it started... I mean, like, obviously, whenever you're younger, you, like, watch movies and shit, and you're like, I want to do this. I want to be on screen. But then I got to high school, and... I they like, looked at you and they said, "You're too gorgeous not to be." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I like, everyone. In high I was. Sing, said to him. I actually sang. I was in choir, and the 
choir teacher was like, you have very expressive eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if that, if that is the reason you stop, joined stop. theater. Stop. Oh, shit, was, you not. Was his name Mr. Schuster? <laughs> no, your name was did Miss Harvey. Did he pull you close and was like, we need to sing a song by Journey now, bum, bum. Matthew Morrison was my... You were in the Glee Club? (laughs) No, but I joined theater, and I hated it (laughs) so much. And then I eventually, like, learned to love it, and then got to college, hated it some more. (laughs) And, uh... No, but I actually really, like, just got into it through theater, and then later on found out that I probably wanted to do, like, film and television more than theater. But that's awesome, man. Maybe you'll get to be in the Scott Pilgrim uh, remake. Who knows? They remake that movie. I, get, I feel like I could be Michael Sarah's brother. <laughs> like, long-lost cousin. Just because of the hair. It's the hair. Uh, Sean, what about you, man? Um, it kind of started the same with Chase. I, I agree. I did watch very different kinds of movies as a kid because my dad was a big movie guru. Not an actor. He just loves movies. He loves everything about it. He loves directors especially more than actors, stuff like that. And since growing up, um, I also did choir first before theater. Um, I did enjoy acting. I just never did it because I don't know. I'm stupid. Um, but I eventually joined theater. You said it, not me. No, no. <laughs> I, I will say it as much as I can. Um, but I think I've always just had a bigger thing for acting more than singing. i just done singing more. And, uh, yeah, hated theater, loved it. Hated again, loved it. It's kind of almost the same story as Chase, except I didn't have Mr. Schuster as my, uh, yeah. as Sorry, my choir Harmon. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Since we're already on the topic, how do you guys feel about Glee? Random question. I have a, I watched the first uh, season when I was like 10, and then I said, what did I just watch? You were like, man, don't stop. Like a pal. The like, only <laughs> character I remember is, besides Leah Michelle, was the guy in the wheelchair. I don't remember hey, his name. His name is Artie. Put respect on the <laughs> name. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's so funny because it started the satire, and you could tell, and then it just got way too got real. Really popular. Oh, wait, there and was were... like the main bully. There was Jamie Lynn Spears? Jamie Lynch Spears? James, no James wait Lynch. no 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 that's like, that's that's, that's Zoe not even the same person. That, that's Zoe one on one. I'm sorry. Yeah yeah. Jamie James Jamie Lynch. <laughs> I don't remember. She's been dead for like she hasn't been dead, but she's been gone. What? For a while. <laughs> she's not dead. She I haven't heard her since Glee. Okay, that's oh that's, that's Jamie Lynch. She has a game show. Jay Lin- what? Yeah, yeah, I need to tell you guys something. Something to shock you with. What if I told you uh, I did choir when I was younger? Oh. Hell no, I did, an, I did an elementary when it was like, you oh, know, wired, your parents required. could like drive you to school an hour early and do chorus club. Um, I never, never had existed. a chorus club. And I then in fourth that. grade, um, I have very little acting uh, experience. I mean, obviously I did improv with Chase oh, hell in yeah. college. Pretty good. Um, but no, my first ever big play, you know, besides like when your teacher would be like, Oh, okay, guys, we're going to do playing. Guess what? Your parents are going to coincidentally show up, and, you know, you're playing uh, Sacagawea. <laughs> that happened. Damn, you got you that? You played Sacagawea? Bro, I've only so been tree in, number uh, three. fourth grade, we did kind of like, I want to call it a showcase, where basically we didn't do one full musical. We did segments from musical. Yeah. And basically, oh, yeah, fun fact, makes um, so I'm in, I'm in chorus. Uh, there's a girl I like, um, oh, no. and she wants to be Dorothy, and so I'm like, of course, I gotta get screen time with this girl. So I I auditioned for the Scarecrow, and like I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do like cartwheels and stuff to show that I because I was a gymnast. So I was like, I'll do cartwheels and stuff, and you know. But I'm fumbling over my lines because the girl that was playing Dorothy I thought was like the cutest girl when I was ten. Uh, fun fact: it was not a love. It this. was not a love story. It never happened. I kind of forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, 
I got caught. I got cast as one of the Von Trap kids in the Sound of Music oh, segment. Dang. And guess what? On the night we performed, I was one of the only kids who remembered how the Do Re Mi song started. Um, they paused, and I was like, "Do dear <laughs> a female," and then like everyone yes. else, everyone else like kind of went in. Now I'm not trying to sound like I saved the show. I just mean like there was an awkward pause because <laughs> we were ten. He saved the and, show. Like, <laughs> no, you saved I, the show. I saved the show. There was like an awkward pause because no one was talking, and I was just like, "Do." <laughs> I had that stuff happen, like, in high school. Like, we did a show, the middle of the show. Everyone forgot their lines. Oh and, God. like, it was me and uh, Trevor Watkins on stage. And we're sitting there, uh, we're yes. like, uh, uh, uh. And we just started, like, making stuff up. And then, like, eventually they, the director was like, that was our act one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. All right, boys. Well, let's get into the movie. So uh, we're going to do a little better synthesis of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, fun fact, uh, I actually grew up reading the comic books before I saw the movie, I remember when the movie came out, because um, I must have been, like, in 7th grade, 8th grade, and uh, fun fact about this movie, while it's really loved now, it was a box office bomb. Like, yes. no one went and saw this movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it, too, but I guess, like, you know, when I think about it, it's a really weird, like, plot. It's a movie that mashes up, like, romance, video games, anime and seeing the trailer like a mat like from an audience's perspective like if you watch the trailer of it you're like this looks like what's this pg-13 kids movie (laughs) oh my god um i remember being on vacation because uh, i was in fripp ireland with my family and i just finished the seventh book and there was a movie theater an hour away and i like begged my dad Uh, i was like i got real close and i was like rabbi (laughs) listen to me you gotta understand. I really hope this this could be the movie experience of my life. And my dad looked at me and he, and he was like, "No." And I was like, "All right." So I eventually um, I rented what? it on DVD instead when it came out. And you know what? Like the first time I watched it when I was younger, it's not that I didn't like it. I was just I was like, okay. But the older mm-hmm. I get, I was like, wow. You know what? This is a movie. <laughs> I, I watched it when I was like twelve or thirteen or something, and I just remember like kind of hating it. I hated it. Like I love it now. But whenever I was like, definitely I the, watched old, it in high the school. older you get, the more you appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I, I love it. Oh yeah, I, I watched it two years ago. It was the first time I watched it. <laughs> I loved it then. I love oh. it now. So anyway, uh, Scott Pilgrim is a 22 year old in the movies, 23 in the comics, and he's oh. dating a high schooler, uh, Knives Chow. Hater. And then basically he meets a girl named Ramona. We'll get to her in a little bit. And then fun fact about Ramona, she has seven evil and we'll leave it until we get to that part in the show. And that's basically the plot. So uh, start of the movie is, fun fact, Scott Pilgrim is Canadian, so he doesn't have that American blood. <laughs> doesn't sound Just like Michael Sarah. I like how my first, like, the first time you meet, like, Scott's friends, who is, like, Stephen Stills, uh, Young Neil, and Kim oh, Pines. Young Neil. I love Kim. <laughs> I love Young Neil. Oh, Kim's young, funny, too. Young Neil. Um, they're in the room, and they're like, oh, Scott, so you're dating a high schooler, and they're like, nice. The older I get, the more I don't like that. <laughs> I know. And that's the point. Maybe if she was 18, maybe I'd be okay. But no. They, they make a point even to say that she's they, 17. 17. No, they say it like three times. They're like, 17. 17. 17. One of the like, lines everyone can remember is them. Literally one of the lines that everyone can remember is like, I'm too old for you. You're too old for me. I'm like, well, yeah, no, no shit, man. Come on. <laughs> 
That's only um, five years. So uh, it's only five years, give or take. Niagara uh, shows up, Fucking and you can uh, you can kind of automatically tell the relationship they have because Scott's already like, okay, uh, be good, um, you know, don't freak out, like, don't all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play. Fun fact about the intro: as soon as they start playing, it goes to this very like bright and energetic um, intro where you see all the cast names and stuff. I actually like that as well. Do you know who's? Uh, you know whose idea that was? Who's? Quentin Tarantino gave that idea to Edgar what? Wright. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. I read about it. Um, also, I forgot Damn. to say. I know, guys. I'm really killing my first podcast. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is based on a comic book by Brian Leo Malley. He's a Canadian dude. Um, Fun fact about this is, as soon as the first novel came out, they approached Edgar Wright about doing a movie about it. So none of the none of the books were out yet. So there really wasn't a lot to base it off of. Fun fact: Edgar Wright would be like, "I'm down, but I'm actually doing a movie about two cops." That movie turned That's out so to, good. That movie, <laughs> that movie turned out to be Hot Fuzz, which, in my opinion, is probably one of the funniest movies. Oh I've yeah, ever yes, Edgar Wright's fucking out of all of this. But yeah. Edgar Wright said like repeatedly. If I end up making this movie, I would love to have Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, two thousand five, two thousand six. What movie is he in? He's in Super, Super Bad. Bad. <laughs> He's also on Arrested Development, which has become like a cult classic. Mm-hmm. So oh I God. mean, I love Michael. Oh my Sarah. God! Could you imagine like sixteen year old, like a little oh bit, gosh. like like I'm twenty two, <laughs> a little bit more weight on him playing uh, Scott Pilgrim. But yeah. So anyway, uh, years go by. Edgar agrees to do it. Uh, Michael Sarah is coincidentally now 22, so we cast him like on the spot. Everyone else in the movie, fun fact, is also like no one's over 30. If you're a main character, you're not over 30. You were either 20 or you were like between that age to 30. And I, I mean, I think that's genius. You know, oh, he, yeah. wa- he wants a young cast. He doesn't want like a 45 year old playing a 30 year old. Um, did you guys know they couldn't blink during this movie? What? Did you not know that? I had so, no clue. To, I just watched it last night. Did they really not blink? So they, uh, Edgar sense. Wright didn't want them to blink because he wanted it to feel like an anime. I can tell. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds painful. Oh my Jesus god. Jesus Christ. You can re- I can, Wait, like, did they really? Thinking about it, you can see it in like Kim especially because she's oh, always Kim, like this. Yeah, definitely She's always Kim. like this. She's like always staring. She's like, Scott. I, also, I fucking hate you, Scott. <laughs> well, Scott, like that's another thing is like, so you meet you meet Scott's friends. Uh, fun fact: Scott dated Kim. Uh, we'll get into that later. And you can already tell Kim's like Scott. What are you doing? <laughs> she smoked a lot of <laughs> in high school. She's like, why? <laughs> why? Not? Why are you dating a seventeen-year-old Scott? She got a stoma. Why am I Beetle- <laughs> I'm Beetlejuice? <laughs> Scott, you should say Beetlejuice three times fast. Beetlejuice. Oh my! <laughs> I feel like you would. So anyway, uh, movie begins. Uh, Scott's in a band, Sex Bomb, not Sex Bomb. Sex he, wants, he wants to know. Bomb. Um, Scott also lives with a gay roommate. Uh, Wallace. Wallace! <laughs> I freaking love I Wallace. Did, my favorite thing about Wallace is like, while Scott is like neutral, like. I want to say Scott is, like, neutral evil. Wallace is, like, chaotic good in the sense of, like, Mm -hmm. Wallace is always trying to just fact-check Scott. He's actually strangely supportive of Scott. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so we'll get back to Wallace here. I I gotta, I'm gonna fast-track here and Mona. So, anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. Not a lot happens between this, uh, first, like, 15 minutes. You meet Scott, you meet Knives, you meet Scott's friends. But then, boom, Scott's hanging out with Knives. And who do we meet? Walking down the stairs... Six nine, 
professional basketball player. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, Ramona Flowers, who is Six, who, who played Ramona Flowers. I can't remember her name. It's it had it's like a oh my god, Kate. Isn't like Kate oh, she, so- was, she she was in a Birds of Prey recently. I don't. Yeah, know. I don't remember her full name. I though. think it was. Um, Perfect cast. Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yes. That's who it yes. was. She did Sky High. She did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, that, that was. I was like, yes. I knew she was in a movie before this. I wrote down notes, and I I can't believe I didn't write her name down. But I was like, she's I the know only her. actress or actor I can't remember the name of. And well, I don't remember the um. I never mind. We'll get into it later. Are you saying she's the only one from Sky High that made a difference? Are you saying Kurt Russell did? <laughs> no, I said from from Scott Pilgrim. She's the only actress name I forgot. Like I can't remember oh, her name. Okay, so Everyone else Scott is meets very her. And it's love at Scott's first sight. Good. Get <laughs> so rid of knives. So he ends up going to a party with his friends. She's there. He tries to talk to her. And this is actually when, like, I feel like a lot of people start resonating with Scott because he just, like, he goes up there and he goes, yeah, so you know Pac-Man? I was about to say that. Like, I hate, I hate that she, line. So he tries to, like, talk to her. She's like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. And he goes, and I've used this before when I strike out. I'm just like. Okay, I'll leave you alone forever now. <laughs> and she's like, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he finds out that she works for Amazon and is like, oh, I'll order something from Amazon and then she'll have to come. And so we're skating up to his house. Oh, my gosh. That's another thing. Have you ever noticed in the movie when she roller skates, if she's roller ga- skating in the snow, the snow just parts? It just disappears. It just parts her way. Is Ramona a reference for Moses? <laughs> I mean, Ramoses it's Scott's eyes. Ramoses flowers. Ramoses flowers. We need to rewrite this movie. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that happens. We're going to skip forward. Uh, long story short. Scott and Ramona start having a thing. But here's the kicker. Scott still has his 17-year-old <laughs> Asian Catholic schoolgirl girlfriend, Knives, Knives Chow. Chow. And uh, all, his, all his friends are like, so what are you going to do with Knives? And he's just kind of like, oh, you I, know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to hurt her <laughs> type of deal. I don't know what I'm going to do. He kind of just ignores the subject whenever they bring it up. He's like, all right, let's play. I think he's kind <laughs> of like, <laughs> he's kind of forgotten about her at this point. Um, and then Wallace brings in the reality. He's like, you need to break up with her. You do need to break Freaking up with Wallace her. has to say that. So then we get to um, we get to the show, which is, this is kind of when the movie really starts. I mean, yeah. like I said, first 20 minutes, we meet the characters. Uh, Scott's band is entering a Battle of the Bands competition, and whoever wins gets an album uh, cover deal from G-Man, who's this big recording audience <laughs> that Scott has no idea. He's gross. Hey, no spoilers, man. I'm just saying he's he just gross. gross. I didn't man. say I didn't say his name or anything. We don't know I said he's who, gross. We don't know who he could be played. And he's played G- by a really amazing actor that will His name is later. also G-Man, though. G-Man. Who knows what G-Man stands for? Good man. <laughs> Good man. Great <laughs> man. Great man. Glazier, man. Glazed donut, man. So, uh, Battle of the Bands, they get there. Uh, Scott's invited Ramona to come, but, oh, who's there? Knives Chow! Knives. Just tell her to get out! Isn't her sister there, too, or something? Yeah, yes. Scott, Scott's sister, who's played by Anna, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. I keep forgetting she's in the movie as well. And I just watched it last night. Dude, she's in it, and Aubrey She's Aubrey Plaza's in it. Oh, my God. Can I say, though, at the, even though, like, we're about to talk about the whole scene, my favorite part of that scene is just Wallace taking Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and she's like, not again. So, Anna, yeah. So, Wallace is, uh, like, I guess in this scene we find out that he has definitely stolen Anna Kendrick, uh, Stacy Pilgrim's boyfriend's, like, three or four times. Which, I mean, like, hey, 
Honestly, put respect on the name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Jesus. <laughs> He's making out of the table. Uh, Scott and his uh, team start playing, and then what? Who crashes from the roof? Nice oh, chap. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matthew Patel. My boy. Matthew Probably Patel is the like, worst of the Scott, we're going to fight. And Scott's like, why? And Matthew's like, well, I sent you an email. Why did you send me an email? And Ramona oh, just yeah, goes... He's my first evil ex-boyfriend. <gasps> dun, dun, dun! And the worst. I love that, like, whenever he got the email, he was like, that's boring. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so, so boring. boring. He just clicks out of it. <laughs> so, uh, Matthew shows up, and he's like, we're going to fight you. All seven, ex- evil, uh, seven, uh, seven evil ex-boyfriends are going to fight you. The and Scott, Scott is just like... What? What? <laughs> oh, my God. I like how, like, also, Matthew Patel's fight scene is... He goes into a Bollywood like yes. <laughs> if you want to fight me. So stupid. And then he like spawns those like weird like devil women. Demon yes. hipster chicks. Demon, demon hipster is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. demon hipster chicks. Oh and my God. I, um, he's like, my demon hipster chicks. And they all go, tell him, Natty. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I love how he's like, that didn't that even scene. rhyme. He just hits him. Scott's, uh, yeah, so Scott beats him by literally like catching him up. He's like, that didn't even like. He's singing this whole time, and Scott's like, wait, that didn't rhyme, and that's how he defeats Just him. punches him. <laughs> punches so, him with his... Scott leaves the that's show with Ramona. cents. Scott leaves the show with Ramona. Knives is like, oh, where'd Scott go? And everyone's like, okay, so, bye, Knives. And they get on the bus, and <laughs> Scott's like, Scott's like, what was that all about? Seven evil what? And she's like, if we want a date, you'll have to defeat my seven evil ex-boyfriends. And Scott, Scott's head is literally like, so dating <laughs> so so you, you, we're a thing now is what you're saying but i'm still with knives chow <laughs> I'm still yeah with yeah he's still with knives chow. yeah he hasn't broken up with knives chow by this point <laughs> super upsetting um just get rid of her here's a question scott pilgrim obviously risking his life to be with a girl would you ever risk your life to be with a girl chase mm, maybe you're nah. dating a girl that you want to sh- <laughs> shout out oh on. yeah anna i would uh risk my life saying a random name <laughs> i thought he's gonna be like yeah brianna brianna um, <laughs> wait wait what do you say marissa 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 <laughs> oh marissa God. i would do it i've never i've never dated a girl with evil ex-boyfriends i've definitely dated a girl with like a crazy ex before i think you're gonna say That's evil crazy. ex-girlfriends <laughs> i'll be like wait we're getting there dated a girl with evil ex-girlfriend I don't, any, I don't have an evil ex-boyfriend i feel like i'm a very supportive ex like i'm almost happy when my exes like move on and they find someone better i'm like yay i was just a phase <laughs> hey sean's awesome. sean's like i've never dated a girl <laughs> hey dating one right now you're dating a girl what? <laughs> tell, tell, start talking, man. This is a podcast. Yeah, Samantha. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't know her, Jacob, Well, do you? you know what? Maybe if we talked more. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to talk to Sean, and he's like, sorry, man. I got a girlfriend. I'm like, that's, I can't talk to That's what I said. If you want to talk to Sean, you have to defeat his seven <laughs> ex-boyfriends. Hey, 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 no, I you have just fi- have to, Oh, boyfriends. I'm about to say, I have five. But no, you, you're you, talking you about boyfriends. You actually like, just have to fight Samantha seven times. That's it. She's so easy to beat. I love you, but she's just small, and she's uh-huh. easy to yeah. Well, guess what? This isn't a podcast. This was all an elaborate plan to catch you in the act. Samantha, come out of <laughs> Is this the this how to catch a predator? Samantha comes out and she just smacks You're watching you. Dateline NBC. That's, that'd be really funny because I what just Chris, saw her this morning. So. What, if, what if Chris Hansen like, showed up halfway during Scott Pilgrim and he's like, take a seat. <laughs> take a seat, Scott. Take a seat, Scott. You're dating a 17-year-old girl. Now, I want to point out that also it's very, like, they make sure to let you know that they have not kissed or anything. 
But that doesn't defeat the purpose. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things at the very beginning. She's like, I've never even kissed a guy before. And he like puts his arms on her shoulders like, that's okay. I haven't either. either. I'm like, what? what? And you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, Scott Pilgrim is a relatable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also have never kissed a guy. I also never kissed a guy. So, I mean, relatable. Um, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> pauses and freezes uh so anyway scott is now dating ramona uh wallace is like you know what if you're not gonna tell her i'll tell her and then i'll tell ramona so scott hangs out with knives knives is like look scott i think i'm in love with you and scott's like um, scott is such a i think we should break up <laughs> knives is defeated the camera zooms out Scott gets on a gets on a train bus. bus whatever They're it is. playing like whatever happened to the teenage yes. dream. Yes. Which now that I like get older, I think that song is more from the perspective of like knives. Yeah. yeah. She was living that teenage I, dream. He's such a douche though, because he's like kind of like feeling been, bad, and all you see is her, and then he just cuts to Ramona, and he's they like, yeah. instead played. Yeah. Uh, they should have been. They should have instead played uh, Weedis's, uh teenage dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that would have been. Oh, that, that would have been, been amazing. Perfect. <laughs> teenage. Dirt Michael Sarah is so good at playing like lovable douchebags. Oh my god! So later Super on. Wallace is like, all right, cool. I'm going to a uh, movie set. Scott and Ramona to hang stalk, out. To stalk someone. Lucas to stalk, to Scott To stalk Lucas Liu, who is this major movie star who could potentially come into play 10 minutes later in the movie. Let's see how it plays out. So Ramona is now asking Scott questions about his ex-girlfriend. And Scott's very defensive. He got his heart broken. Maybe Scott was also kind of being a douchebag in that relationship. Who knows? Uh, he probably... Nah, he, not, not, not Scott. Scott Pilgrim. Not Scott, dude. He's a good guy. Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie an- antagonist. He's a great <laughs> anti-hero. <laughs> oh An- anti-hero is a good word, I guess. Scott, Scott's a great guy. He just makes some mistakes. So anyway... To women. Avo- <laughs> to avoid having to talk about this, he's like, oh my god, you know what we should do? Let's go to a movie set. So they go to the movie set. Lucas Lee, played by Captain America himself, Chris Evan, comes out. And he starts, like, reciting lines, and Ramona's like, oh, God, we gotta go. And he goes, I'm talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) And Scott, like, once again, Scott just zoning out. He's like, a famous guy's talking to me. (laughs) The first hit was just, can I get your, can I get your autograph? (laughs) Just keeps hitting him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Wallace was like, uh, Lucas Lee actually starts demolishing Scott Pilgrim. And Wallace is just like... Ask him how he feels about his sloppy seconds or something. And then, hey, like, how do you feel about your? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I think, like, honestly, dude, if Lucas Lee wanted to, I bet he could have probably been the ex that. Oh yeah. Beats, beats Easily. Him. Well, he just got tricked. And yeah, so Scott. So, so Lucas well, Lee is also all... Lucas Lee is also Damn. a skateboarder, and Scott's like, "Can you do a tricky down this giant flight of stairs?" And of course, Captain America is like, "Yeah, I can do that." I, I also, I also did, appreciate how he talks in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking to you, Scott Pilgrim. It's just so intense. You, you know that Lucas Lee's based off of Jason Lee? Like, the, my the name the is Earl, Alvin and the Chipmunk. So, yeah, Jason Lee, professional skateboarder, invented the 360 kickflip. And is then that out- why he's in Skate 3? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. I love Coach Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. About the skateboard, though, I just love how he was like, can someone get my skateboard? And it's just... Wallace, Wallace, Wallace is like, <laughs> here you go. Here you go. And he goes, I'm, I'm a big fan. Why wouldn't you be? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, fun fact. So Brian Lee O'Malley, I don't remember what band it is. He met the lead guitarist for a band, and he went up and he was, he goes, I'm a huge fan. And the guy goes, Why wouldn't you be? And it stuck with oh, him, so that's shoot. why you put that's it into awesome. the movie. Or maybe it was Edgar Wright. I don't know. I'm not a Scott Pilgrim. Um, Pilgrim. I'm not a Pilgrim. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so Lucas Lee is defeated. Um, flash like, forward, pretty much killing himself yeah. in a way. <laughs> yeah, just got kind of just more or less tricked him. Uh, moving on to <laughs> Evil X uh, number three. My favorite Evil X. <laughs> I love him so much. So um, Scott and Ramona leave the site of the deadly death of poor famous Lucas Lee. They run into Scott's ex, and the Adams, who is now this big, like, recording artist, rock star. played by Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. I guess say Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Chris played Evans. by Captain America, Chris Evans. Comes is, back uh, as the... <laughs> he's now in a wig. <laughs> but, um, no, and, like, she's like, you should come to, uh, the, um... You they're should, they're, uh, you should come concert. open for us and stuff. So, of course, um... Scott's band, Stephen Stills, is like, dude, we're doing it. And Scott's like, I don't want to. And Stephen's like, I am so sick of this attitude. <laughs> get and over your feelings. Get over it. We need to practice. And Scott's like, let's do it. And then the door uh, knocks, and it's Ramona. And he's like, all right, bye. And young, he's like, funny. young Niels knows my part. And Neil's just like, I'm young Neil. I'm young <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Love young no, he Neil. doesn't even say young Neil. He's like, I'm Neil. I'm Neil. So... Once again, we're flash forward. I know I'm saying flash forward and a lot. Well, get used to it. It's my podcast. We flash forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scott and Sex Bomb has just opened up for uh, the Clash at Demon Head. And then Scott and them go into the audience. You know, once again, Scott's talking about his ex. Ramona's talking about her ex. And, you know, you kind of get like a point of maybe this is going to work out for them. And then they walk on the stage. Brie Larson, by the way, kills that like rendition of Black Sheep. Yes. Like, I hate to say it. I like her version better than the people who actually sang that song. Yeah, uh, me too. Brie Larson's underrated until she did Captain Marvel. <laughs> I don't How know dare I you talk about the 2019 highest grossing movie with the name Captain Marvel in it? I don't even think it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're right, Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah, Brie Larson was Shazam. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Clash of Demon Head starts playing, and Ramona's like, oh no, that's my third evil ex-boyfriend, Todd Ingram. Is, is, <laughs> so Todd, is Ingram like, is that another, oh my god, it was like confusing me last night. I was like, oh, is Ingram kind of like a reverse pilgrim or something? I don't know. I didn't even think about it. I just thought about Brandon Ruth being in a fucking blonde, <laughs> white wig. Yes, Brandon Ruth, you heard it here Superman first. himself. Superman Returns. Who did nothing? Did you know? Oh my god, I'm sidetracking. You know Henry Cavill auditioned for that movie and got like turned down for. Uh, That's Root? funny. But he's not in this movie, so we're not talking about him. Maybe in the next episode. Anyway, so they go backstage. <laughs> it's super awkward because at this point, it's clear that Envy knew that Todd was Ramona's ex-boyfriend. They're sitting there. Uh, Knives at this point is now trying to. Oh yeah, by the way, Knives is still here. And Kn- she dyed her hair. She dyed yes. her hair to look like Ramona's. And freaking, um, she makes the realization that Envy is Scott's ex-girlfriend. And she's like, oh my god, I kissed the lips that kissed you. And <laughs> Fucking Brandon Roof just, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> yeah, Envy Adams looks at uh, Todd and she's like, gives the head nod of do it. And I mean, he just full force, Chris Brown, <laughs> sucker oh punches her. Oh my god. Can I hear it? Sucker punches her. 
And Young Neil's like, he punched the highlights out of her yep. hair. That was so funny. Oh my god, do you know what Young Neil said like 10 minutes earlier in the movie? I wrote it down because I think it's my favorite part. So Clash of the Demon Head gets done playing. Now I was like, oh my god, they're so amazing in concert. And Neil literally goes, you just see them live. They're better live. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So Scott tries to fight the Todd. Dialogue. Scott tries to fight Todd, and it's real that Todd has telekinesis because he's a vegan. <laughs> Dude, I I believe it. I think it's a real life thing. That was the fun. Like whenever I watched that for the first time, I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Like I just cracked. Up. There, I there, think the way he the beats VT him is powers. the funniest thing. Yeah, so like he the people sends send Scott flying. Uh, Sex bomb mom is like, hey, I've never put the two together, but why does being a vegan give you superpowers? Basically, like, oh well, one part of your brain has all these powers. Uh, Kim's like, wow, that sounds stupid. And Todd just goes, don't get jiffy with me, lady. <laughs> oh, why do some of the exes all talk like, don't get jiffy with me? They all talk. All of them have like their unique voice that just sounds like they're trying to be a badass and then they just so, die. <laughs> Scott and Todd have a base battle where Todd just annihilates Scott because, of course, and then <laughs> out of nowhere, before Todd can do like the final blow, Boom, car crashes through the door. Two police come out, but they're not the police. They're the vegan police. Todd's like, whoa, what's going on? And they're like, you have three offenses. Yesterday, you um, unknowingly, like, ingested... Oh, my God. Something... It, it was uh, uh, gelato. 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 And he's like, gelato isn't vegan? Milk and cheese, bitch. <laughs> Milk and cheese, bitch. And he goes, well, come on. Don't I get, like... Like, it's only my first offense. Um, yeah, chicken parmesan. And he was like, you also ate chicken parmesan. And he's like, chicken's not vegan. Chicken's not vegan. <laughs> so they shoot him with the de-veganizing ray. His highlights fall out, <laughs> which is almost like reminiscent of how, like, I guess, like, ten minutes earlier, he punched knives in the face. Her highlights fell out. Her highlights fell out. Scott wins with a headbutt. Not not the way I would want to win a fight. No. All I gotta say is that right at the end of that scene is like right when he's like gone, the two policemen turn around and walk out and they jump and they go, Yeah, yeah! and they get back in the car and leave. Oh my so god. Stupid. You can you can uh you can tell like whoever those guys are, for the one day I bet they shot that scene, they were like, you know what, Bill? This is this is our time. This, this is our, our time. time. time of their lives. <laughs> They're doing the Goonie quote. This is our time. This is our time <laughs> down here. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Scott is getting a little fed up. You, you can tell he's milk. become a little agitated at this whole scenario. Um, sex bomb's like, oh, dude, let's go to the after party. Like, let's go to this bar. So, they end up going to a bar, which, uh, fun fact, coincidentally, is called Four. Which, oh, who are we going to meet there? Evil X number four. Roxy Richer, who uh, is the sexy ex. <laughs> nah, nah, Brandon Ruth was. The by Fury. Or, or even, or even uh, Chris, Chris Evans was. So, uh, Roxy Richer, this uh, ninja wannabe, starts trying to fight Scott. But Scott, <laughs> Scott doesn't know who she is. And Ramona's like, Ramona's like, yeah. And uh, Roxy's like, yeah. And Scott's like, what? <laughs> so it's revealed that... Uh, a sexy face? The reason they're not called the seven evil ex-boyfriends is because they're seven evil exes because uh, Ramona had a quote-unquote sexy face. <laughs> she, she said she was just bi-curious. 
Uh, uh, Roxy little, Richard is played by uh, the one and only Mae Whitman, who, fun fact, that's who it was. Uh, was on Arrested Development with Michael Sarah, who Michael Sarah dated. So that's crazy. Michael Sarah as oh, Scott Pilgrim is fighting Ramona's evil ex girlfriend, who is also his ex girlfriend. <laughs> So maybe maybe he didn't pull a punch. <laughs> well, that's that's probably one of my favorite fights though too because it's Ramona fighting her, and then Ramona's like, "You have to do the final blow." And he's like, "I can't hit a, I girl. Can't hit a girl. They're soft." <laughs> and then, then she just goes behind him, grabs his hands, goes like, start like yeah, starts, doing it for him. Starts like making Scott the puppet and stuff. And so <laughs> how how when the fight is. You her gotta weak, touch. You gotta touch the inside. The inside of her knee. It's a weak spot. He's like, "What do you?" He's like, "What do you mean?" Well, when we were doing, I don't want to hear anymore. So he touches <laughs> it. Um, there's an uh, uh, for oh. reference. There's an oh yeah. And Rossi Richard is done. A uh, fun fact in the comic, um, in the third book, that's actually how uh, Ramona defeats Envy Adams because they fight in the book. So oh. they took that and they used it for Roxy, which. It's a lot more clear. Wait, really? You're... It's also the knee thing? Yeah. Well, they condense... I mean, obviously, you have seven books. I mean, you got to yeah. condense it. you got to make stuff. And, I mean, the fourth book is, like, a whole, like, three months dedicated on, like, Scott trying to get a job and uh, Roxy trying to, like, kill him. But you actually, like, find out in the book that, like, Ramona is actually, like, kind of on good terms with Roxy, <laughs> which is weird. So, anyway, back to the movie. Um, Scott decides to drink. He never drinks. He orders two gin and tonics. And drinks them both, and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, did you want something? And Ramona's like, you're drunk. And he goes, I've had one drink. And she goes, maybe we should split. And Scott goes, split here or split? And she goes, I thought you'd be smart enough to, like, figure it out. She leaves. Scott's really depressed. Uh, His band comes over, and they're like, I am so sorry. But anyway, back to the battle of the bands. (laughs) Scott's pissed off. Uh, Ramona has left him. They are going to be fighting the Katayanagi twins in the next Battle of the Bands, which, guess what? Guess who Evil X's 5 and 6 are? The The twins. twins. And guess what? She dated them at the same time. Hell yeah. She probably was loving that one the most. All right, guys. um, Before we continue, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. All right, guys, we are back from our commercial break. Uh, I want to thank my sponsor of the episode, um, Ritai. Ritai is a very famous drug that gives you the ability to read minds. In fact, I'm taking it right now. You're thinking of the color pink, Chase. Oh, shit. He got me. <laughs> so no. was I. That's so weird. So back to Scott Pilgrim. So um, Scott is about to date the Katayanagi twins, who he has learned is uh, Ramona's fifth and sixth evil ex-boyfriends who she dated at the same time <laughs> nothing Which, wrong with that. <laughs> hey i have you know a lot of girls will date two guys at the same time the only difference with ramon and flowers she tells them <laughs> i don't know i don't know to date them but yeah she she doesn't juggle man she just arms around <laughs> she doesn't juggle she takes them both at once oh god what anyway so um Instead of Scott and Sex Bomb also learned that they're not playing like one at a time to decide who was the better band. They're playing at the same time. This part of the movie is so weird because basically uh, Sex Bomb is playing Threshold, and the Katayanagi Twins are more like a more like a Japanese like um, DJ band with like, you know, like pic- pixel sounds. And then 
through song, they both summon monsters to fight each other. <laughs> Sex Bomb pretty much summons like a god, not a Godzilla, like a King Kong. Um, the twins summon twin dragons, right? Dragons, or snakes. Like twin dragons. I thought it was like I was watching it last time. I was like, is that is that the three headed monster from Godzilla? <laughs> Ghidorah. <laughs> is that Ghidorah, is that Ghidorah's brother, Ghidorah? Ghidorah? Oh my god! Um, she wishes two of them instead of three. Be- of course, Sex Bomb beats them, playing the song Threshold, written by the artist Beck for the movie. I like Beck. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Scott notices Ramona in the audience. He decides he needs to go talk to her. He needs to try and help fix their relationship. Who does, he, so who, does he, who does he bump in before Ramona? Knives Chow. Knives, like, hey. Knives is just like staring. She's like, hey. And like, you have to remember, they're in a crowd of people, and Scott's just trying to make his way through. And he's like, Hey, and she's just, like, I'll just see you whenever. <laughs> yeah, Scott's like, I'll just see you whenever, and like runs past her, and she's like, I love you. Um, Scott chases Ramona out, apologizes for how he's been acting, but Ramona's like, I'm sorry, I've moved on. I'm with someone else. Enter the seventh evil ex, G-Man Gideon Ugh. Graves. Chase Sumner. <laughs> G-Man Chase Sumner. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so Gideon's like, dude, honestly, I love I love the sexy bombs. Um, you guys were great. I want to sign you to my. I want to sign you. Sorry, I'm burping. I want to sign you guys. Um, like, let's get a three record album, deal. Three album contract was it? The three al- mm-hmm. album contract. He's like, you see, Scott. Like, I'm really not a bad guy. You know, he's being condescending. And Scott's like, no, we'll never take this. But Steven Stills, who the whole movie has just been like. If there's an opportunity, we're taking it. He just, yeah. like, signs it on Scott's back. Scott's like, what are you doing? He's like, we're in. And he's like, awesome. You guys are playing my show tonight. Be there at the, I don't remember what the club's called. I think it's, like, the Pyramid or something. It's, like, this Illuminati the, underground wait, wait, you mean club. his place? Yeah. Getting, it's the Chaos Theater. The Chaos, Chaos Theater. Theater. The Chaos Theater. And so, um. Very unique name. <laughs> you gotta have a unique name if you're an evil luck boyfriend. So, Especially your uh, G-Man. Gideon, Gideon gets in his car with Ramona, and he, like, pops the window open, like, crawls out. He's like, Scott, by the way, I was just on a bad place when all this stuff went down. I, I am sorry. And, like, I know he's being condescending, but, like, he did apologize. He did apologize. <laughs> I just still him. love how he was, like, looking at Scott's looking at his bands, like, I'm not doing this. And then they're like, fine, I guess you need a bass player. And Neo's just, like, signing it. <laughs> Neo's like, I can play bass. Scott goes home. Uh, he's even more defeated than I think he's felt this whole movie. Uh, he walks in on Wallace and another guy. <laughs> Wallace is like, all right, uh, by the way, man, I'm kicking you out. Scott's night and Scott's life are just in the crapper. He doesn't get the girl. He's awesome. not in the band. And now he's probably going to be homeless. But it's okay because we find out at the beginning of the movie that literally he just lives across from his parents. <laughs> Or maybe his childhood home. That's all they say is yeah. that. Yeah, you don't see his parents really. Yeah, which I appreciate. You know? Oh yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we, we don't, don't need them. There's not a lot of exposition. There's like a scene where Scott's it's dad. So plotting climax. There's like a scene with Scott's dad. Yeah, I'm Bill Pilgrim. Cool. Ew. Cool. Is that a, I don't care. I hope that's not a canon name. That's not a canon name. I made it up on the spot. So then, as Scott's withering, <laughs> Jacob wrote Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's upset, and who calls? <gasps> Gideon. Knives check. No, I'm just Knives <laughs> yeah, 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 But now Gideon's being, like, condescending. He's like, hey, man, yeah, I didn't really mean my apology. And Scott's like, I'm going to come and I'm going to kick your butt. So that's what he does. Scott races across town. 
enters the chaos theater you gotta remember at this point he's not really self-confident but he just knows he wants to go for ramona mm-hmm. he walks in who's playing sex, sex bomb and they <laughs> they look at him and they're like scott Fucking like Kim scott scott Scott, it's not worth it. And he's like, what Let if, it go. He's like, what if I want it to be worth it? And Gideon's like, Scott Pilgrim. Hey, hey. And like, he's like, you're really going to do all this for Ramona? And he's like, yeah, because I love her. They start fighting. Um, <laughs> Did you, wait, wait, can we please mention how before that he always, instead of saying love, said lesbians? Yes. yes. He I said, I lesbian you, Ramona. <laughs> yeah, the L word. And then he says, I love you. And then like the sword just grows up and says, Scott Pilgrim gained the aspect of love <laughs> just takes a sword out of his chest. So they start fighting. Uh, Gideon and Scott fight. Uh, Gideon overpowers Scott. And then out of nowhere, Knives Chow drops from the ceiling. <laughs> sucker punches Gideon. And then proceeds to fight Ramona because she blames Ramona for Scott and um, her relationship ending. Ramona's like, who are you? They start fighting. Scott like interrupts him. And at that point, it's revealed that Scott cheated on Ramona with knives. Oh, no. Technically, both of them, yeah, he, he says, but I think, I think it's more... I was getting there. I was getting there. But oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, more, you know, like, knives really got the... Knives got the shaft. It was already hard that she's <laughs> seven. Oh, yeah, she got the shaft. <laughs> okay, I phrased that wrong. Um, they didn't even kiss. <laughs> dudes, they didn't kiss dudes. So then, out of, <laughs> out of nowhere, Gideon has now stabbed Scott through the back... <laughs> And Scott has died. Um, and the movie. I'm just no. So now in like a the purgatory desert. in a purgatory subspace, yeah, Scott the gets the desert. He's in the desert purgatory sun. Um, oh my god, purgatory like cheat way or whatever. And Ramona comes to talk to him on skates, and she's like, he just has a way of getting. She's like, Gideon just has a way of getting in my head. And Scott's like, I know what you mean. And she goes, No. And it's revealed she has a, and chip. She has a chip in the back of her head. Like but like, bad. so here's my question. That wasn't, the, like, that clearly wasn't on her at the beginning of the movie, right? Like, that had to have been put on her, like, after her and Scott. Well, that's well, what I thought, too. Well, you don't really see, you don't really, like, like, you do see her, but I don't think it, it was, like, under her hair, though, kind of. So yeah, I, it but might. Then, but if he already had a good way of getting her in her head, why wouldn't he just use that at the beginning? But something must have happened after the, uh, the fight with, the May Whitman. Sexy phase. Yeah, sexy phase. To where she had to, like, go see Gideon, and then Gideon just implanted it on her. Because, yeah. like, there's a lot of times in the movie where you don't see Ramona. Like, she's not on screen a whole lot, because she just disappears Yeah, after for the Lucas Lee fight, she, yeah, she just disappears, disappears for, like, for, like, 10, long periods of time, so, like, I don't maybe... Know. I, I sorry, I do that. I think it. it was something after the... I th- I'm pretty... I think she got ambushed, like, before the chaos theater. Or yeah. maybe she had it on the whole time, and Gideon was just like, I'm gonna wait. So anyway, uh, Scott. Could have been true. Scott now feeling kind of remorse for how his actions was, and he wants to you know do better. Oh wait, what did Scott win when he fought the twins? An extra life. It's such a freaking video game so movie. So just like at the beginning of a video game, Scott starts back from the beginning, leaving his house. He goes back to the chaos theater. He shows up. Sex bomb. You got to remember that like none of these people remember what happened. Scott just remembers mm-hmm. what happened. So Scott is restarting <laughs> the level. Um, walks in sex bomb's like scott like it's not and he's like guys honestly you know what you're much better without me and he like you know his friends who he's basically kind of like just shoved off to the side for this yeah. whole movie he's like yeah, they play the music for the final battle yeah so steven's he just tells them all and like my favorite line is like young neil from this point on you yep. will never be young neil again you will now be neil, neil. he's and, like oh. 
Neil's just like, yes. So then... Then he apologized to Kim, though, as well. He (laughs) did apologize to Kim, who, like... In the comics, Kim and him... Kim and his relationship is a lot bigger because he did date her in high school. In this movie, you know, obviously... It's like hinted at. Well, no, they they bring it up a lot, but they're kind of just like, okay, um, just an ex-boyfriend. So um, Gideon, once again, is like, are you going to really fight me for her? And he goes, no, I'm going to fight you for me. Scatter the power of self respect. Another sword sword comes out of his stomach. It's the self respect sword now. Uh, They start fighting. Um, Knives shows up once again, kicks Gideon down, is about to kind of fight Ramona. And at this point, he's just like, Look, yes, I cheated on both of you at the same time. I'm a bad person. Like, whatever, whatever. I gotta live with (laughs) it. Gideon's just mad at this one. He's like, I thought we were having a fight. So. That sounds like him. That's when, <laughs> at this point now, Scott, Knives, and Ramona start fighting Gideon. They overpower him. Scott defeats Gideon. Um, but then it happens. There's one final secret boss. The Nega Scott. <laughs> Nega Scott. Who, like, only, like, the Nega, like, thing only got alluded to earlier in the uh, movie because him and Knives were playing Dance Dance Revolution in the, like... Yep. Like, if you get to a certain level, you verse the anti-ninja. So, um, the girls are willing to help Scott fight. He's like, no, go outside. I have to do this one myself. So This is so stupid. <laughs> like, oh a second later, God. you see, like, Scott and uh, Nega, Nega Scott, Scott walk out. And they're just, like, they're talking. That's and they're so like, funny. They're like, what happens? And he's like, oh, he's honestly, like, a nice guy when you get to know him. We're going to get brunch next week. <laughs> We're going to get brunch next week. Um, Ramona says she's gonna split town. Scott's very upset. Looks at Knives and Knives like Knives at this point, who has now kind of like fully come to like Knives had the most growth during this movie. She did. Knives, I don't care. Knives, <laughs> Hate her. Knives looks at Scott and he's like, "Dude, go get her. Like, you know, you fought this whole time. Like, go get her." And he's like, "Okay." So he goes after Ramona, tells her how he feels, says like, "Can I join you?" And the movie ends with them ominously walking through like a door the together. Door. Yeah, and um, kind of like the door he walked through, like to get to out get of the to desert her, and to get to her house <laughs> yeah. as well after oh the uh, one fight. Yeah, I mean, and I I appreciate it. Uh, I definitely talked a lot of spat about Scott Pilgrim, but like I root. You know, every time I watch for this movie, I root for him because Scott is just that immature twenty-two-year-old who you know I think he does want to find love and yeah. you know he wants to be a good person, but. I think that really defines every 22-year-old who is just immature, wants to it's have like, fun. It's like you're stuck between being a teenager and an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the alternate ending of the movie. So, fun fact, there's an alternate ending to the movie, which was actually the first ending to the movie. The ending that we watch in the movie isn't the original ending. The first original ending that Edgar Wright wanted to do is they beat Gideon, they end... And Scott ends up with knives. Thank God. Thank God I didn't go with that. I hate that. What? I hate no, knives. No, no, no. Well, no, no. no. Knives should have died. But here's the thing. Why, in what world did that make sense? What, is the moral of the story is, yeah, you should totally stick around with the abusive guy that, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you should totally <laughs> stick around with the minor. Yeah, I That's, agree. <laughs> it doesn't... Oh, I hate that ending. Yeah, no, like, because, like, what's... The moral of the original... The moral of, I think, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is... 
relationships are going to be testy and you have to go through it all to kind of get to that even if perfect you're a spot yourself. even if you're a douchebag you can grow but if they went with the knives chow ending what's the message like yeah sometimes you're gonna fight for girls but sometimes you'll settle and you can be a douchebag that leads on a girl like no that would have been he would have broken up again with knives eventually. he didn't even really like knives like... he didn't he was just kind of with her and he met her on the bus so like <laughs> that's, that's so, so weird that's so weird to me so um Let's yeah, just be, let's just be glad. But I guess the final like ending. I kind of understand he might Edgar Wright might have just not wanted like a happy ending because I kind of think the ending of the movie is very hopeful and happy. Yeah, like, but, the then, way but then we wouldn't have gotten the movie ending with them walking through the door, ending on the Beck song Ramona. Ramona. That's true. So um, yeah, I mean, but honestly, like compared to the novels, it's a pretty like faithful adaptation, and they wrote. So, by the time the movie was coming out, the I don't even think the seventh book was out. Or it had just come out. So, they had to obviously write the ending. Yeah. Um, there aren't, like, a lot of major differences from the book and movie. I mean, there's a ton. But, you know, like, major plot. Uh, the one thing is, in the book, Gideon doesn't do the mind control on Ramona. Ramona literally just leaves for, like, space. She leaves for, like, months, too. What? While the movie is spread out between, I want to say, probably one to three weeks, the book takes place, like, over a whole year. Like, almost into hmm. two years. Interesting. That's of, cool. like, Scott. So, like, these exes are more sporadic in the book. So, like, there's months where Scott just doesn't... He just lives. <laughs> he just lives his life. Like, he gets a job. Well, did, yeah, but so you said he was trying to find a job at some point. He was trying to find a job in the fourth one. The fourth one's a fun book because, like, one of his high school friends comes back, and she's actually in the sky, and Scott... Scott's kind of getting called a pussy by uh, Roxy, and like he asked for money. He's like, "Am I a pussy?" And she's like, "Well, I mean." And so, like, yes, he is. You know, obviously, you can't fit all that into an hour and fifty-two screen time. But you know, the novel kind of flushes out his character a lot more, kind of gives their relationship more meaning. And then, like, I mean, the fifth book, when Ramona finds out a year into their relationship that Scott cheated, uh, that uh, knives was cheated on by scott with ramona she's like dude what what are we without like honesty but yeah guys that was scott pilgrim versus the world the 2010 action romance comedy uh any final thoughts guys i just love the movie i think like the attention the detail that edgar wright has for all of his movies like not blinking (laughs) like not blinking like making the movie look like it's a comic book pretty much like you flip the page almost you can see that in the film i i just love it I think, I think it's great. I think it has some of the smartest dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. It's very a, funny dialogue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just... There's so many times, like, when he went to the Chaos Theater, there were some guards there. And they're, like, past me, and he just goes, whatever. And he's like, <laughs> all right, that's cool. You're in. I, it's just so fucking I funny. love that they don't try to make it... They don't try to hide the fact that it's a movie. Like, oh like <laughs> yeah, they, they, It's like, they it's care about the what top. they're making, but they also don't care about, like, what the fun. audience is going to say. It's yeah, it's so just fun. fun to watch. So, and here's, like, I don't think... In terms of Scott Pilgrim versus the world, I don't think we will ever see like a movie like that again. No, no, because you, you can't, you Ready can't really. Because it, it, what's so great about this movie, what yeah. makes it so special, is that like, I mean, the it's mashups, the, the comedy, like the the cinematography. Oh my god, some of the flips they do in this movie. I was a former gymnast, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. How that doesn't look fake. Oh, oh my god, where you crazy. know it's fake. <laughs> Can I just also mention, I just want to mention my favorite part of the movie was, and you'll remember this because I think it's just the funniest thing. It's when Knives shows up. They've already broken up. Yeah. Knives shows up at their place and Wallace is like, it's Knives. He opens the door 
and she's like, "Is is uh, is Scott, Scott here? here?" And then Scott runs away from the door, and Wall's like, "Um." <laughs> He jumps out the window, like, dives. And all he's like, you just missed him. <laughs> so oh I love that it's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Oh, my Kieran God, yeah. Culkin. Oh, my gosh. Like, what an all-star cast, too. Oh, my Just, like, gosh. young, up-and-coming, like, great actors. They're... I mean, you got Michael Sarah as Scott. I mean, Amazing. we've already said Captain America, Lucas Lee. Um, Shazam. Aubrey Plaza is. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza was in it. Brie Larson was in it. Uh, Anna Kendrick was in it. Um, There's no way they did that for money. They, oh my god! They had and to you do know it what? For uh, recently, this past year, um, I finally got around to watch, uh, watching Perks of Being a Wallflower. And you know who's in that movie is the guy who plays Young Neil and May oh, Whitman, yeah. who plays Roxy uh, oh Richard. Who plays Young Neil again? Um, I don't remember his name, but he's a cool guy. Am I? <laughs> it's just a stacked cast all it's, around. I know. Well, and what's funny is uh, this movie came out before Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that was the case. I thought that movie came out because in Perks, uh, the young Neil actor and uh, Mae Whitman mm-hmm. are both playing teenagers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They all kind of look like teenagers in this almost, though. I like, think they, of it. They do because, like, they're young. Dude, that's the benefit <laughs> of looking young in the industry. I think Tom Holland said it best recently when he was like, "I'm blessed that I still look 17." Because yeah, that's why he's playing. And he's Spider-Man. also playing adults now too. So like, oh he's in this playing Nathan. He's Drake. in the middle playing Nathan Drake. Have you have you heard of his new movie Cherry coming out? Yeah, it, it just released in select theaters. Actually, I heard that it wasn't that great. I heard the same. Thing. But you want to know what? I want to go see it because I love Tom Holland and I love. I do too. Agree. I love the I Russo love, brothers and I love the girl from Big Time Rush. Wait, that's her? Yeah. Yes. She's also in Wayne. Have you not seen Wayne yet? No. On Amazon Prime. Oh, go see Wayne. I've been watching a lot of shows. I might so have to like dedicate list. a whole episode to Wayne. Um Twin Peaks? Oh my gosh. We could we should do a combined podcast episode for Twin Peaks. Oh my gosh. And just gosh. release it on both it'll of be, ours. It'll that, just be like us. That, Nick might watch it. Dude, that would be crazy. Um okay, so here's a question. It's two thousand and ten. I want you to recast Scott Pilgrim. Okay, okay, l- l- let's talk about this. Like someone now? I don't know. Someone from 2010. I already have Oh, I know, I know who I'd pick if I had to recast. From, two, from, from 2000? I think, I, know, I think we know who we'd... We might. Okay, I ready? Could... Say it at the same okay. time. Okay. Ready? One, One two, two, three. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg! Eisenberg! Yes! Bro! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, Jesse Eisenberg. No, no, He's I'm the a... closest thing to Michael oh Sarah you can get. He'd I'm be a... more of a douche, though. He'd oh be my... so mean. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim is instead just replaced with his character from the social network. <laughs> I love that movie. Mark Zuckerberg. Gideon, Gideon Graves is like, what are you doing? He's like, I liked your concept of the several even X's, but now I made it into X-Book. <laughs> that would probably be the best thing about it now. I had to just keep thinking. And I, just because we, we talked about super bad before we came here, my mind immediately went to Christopher Mintz. Uh, oh my Mintz, God. Oh, that'd be so funny. That, that's who I thought of right away. I'm Nick like, Lovin as Scott Pilgrim, that would have been interesting. What about, what, what if McLovin would have played like Matthew Patel? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fight me. Why would you recast the X's? Of X's. Like, just go in order. So Matthew Patel, then Lucas so, Lee. Oh my gosh. Matthew Patel is really hard. I don't. I'm gonna skip Matthew. I'll come back. Sorry, no, I'm Aziz, no, that would be funny. Um, be weird. Lucas Lee. Um, <laughs> Just put Jason Lee in there. Honestly, that'd be kind of funny. Old as shit oh my gosh, now. Henry Cavill. I'm switching Superman. That'd be uh, funny. Todd Ingram. 
I don't even. I don't know who. They're so hard. Brandon Ruth, in my opinion, could be recast though, because I did not know it was him. Like he did great. He looked like Ross Lynch almost. If like with the wig. Oh my. Ross Lynch. (laughs) Place him. Oh my god. Have to be older though. I don't. I don't know, man. Honestly, like. Honestly, I don't think I could really recast. Michael Sarah is perfect. Michael Sarah is perfect, and that was, I think, you know what? When I originally, because I said I read the comic books, that was one of the things that was hardest for me watching that movie is kind of have Michael Sarah playing Scott Pilgrim because when I was younger I was like this isn't like this isn't my Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. you know the voice is wrong but the older I get I'm like no Michael Sarah is perfect for the part and he's such a good actor he gets like kind of slept on because he's just weird looking and dude he, he has goofy. such good movies I mean he does Scott, I mean first off Scott Pilgrim Nick super and Nora's Infinite Playlist super bad um he was in Arrested Juno. Development Juno freaking Molly's Game he's Molly, player X the, yeah he played Tobey Maguire. <laughs> he did. Combo. He was the biggest oh asshole, and this is the end. <laughs> he was. Oh, my gosh. What a star-studded first episode. Um, thanks for coming on the show today, guys. No uh, problem. It was a blast having you. Um, very excited to get uh, to get to continue Review Corner. Um, tune in next time, and we might be talking about a fan-favorite Marvel TV show that just ended. No. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> dude, maybe you, maybe. Fin- you finished it? Yeah, of course I finished okay, it. Okay, good. Oh my god, I have a lot to say about that. (laughs) It's WandaVision. Thanks for tuning in, guys. My name is Jacob Daniel. Thanks for coming in to Jake's Review Corner. Guys, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to both James and Sean for coming out to the very first episode of Jake's Review Corner. Um, Make sure to go check out their podcast, Average Films for Average Joes, on Spotify.